Psalm chapters 64 and 65. Psalm chapter 64, verse 1. To the overseer, that's the director of music, a psalm of David. Hear, O God, my voice in my meditation from the fear of an enemy, thou keepest my life. This song is written by David and it's on one of his constant themes, which is protection from enemies. He was a king, and other armies were coming against Israel, and also people within David's kingdom were coming against him at different times. To hidest me from the secret counsel of evildoers, from the tumult of workers of iniquity. People who want to do evil are also people who practice sin. And that's what workers of iniquity means. It doesn't mean anyone who has sinned. It means people who currently practice sin and make it a way of life. Those are the kind of people who often have evil intent against others. 3. Who sharpened as a sword their tongue. They directed their arrow, a bitter word. What we say can do severe damage to other people, either by malicious gossip or slander or cursing. And David was constantly a victim of slander and plotting against him. For to shoot in secret places the perfect, suddenly they shoot him and fear not. In the New Testament, we learn that perfect means forgiving others. And that's something that David always did. He forgave Saul. He forgave Absalom. He did get retribution for certain people's because it was necessary to protect his kingdom. But he was very gracious when it came to forgiving. He's talking about them shooting arrows from their mouth against the perfect. False accusers will often accuse other people who forgive easily. 5. They strengthen for themselves an evil thing. They recount of the hiding of snares. They have said, Who doth look at it? In other words, they're plotting against innocent people. And a snare is a trap. They set up a trap to get somebody, and they don't think anyone will see their trap. But God knows. 6. They search out perverse things. We perfected a searching search. And the inward part of man and the heart are deep. They think that their plan is definitely going to work and that it can't fail. But in their pride, they're the ones who will fail. Because God knows what is deep in their hearts. 7. And God doth shoot them with an arrow, suddenly have been their wounds. 8. And they cause him to stumble, against them is their own tongue, every looker on them fleeth away. The Lord will cause people who speak curses to stumble on the curses that they have spoken. In other words, he'll turn their curses back on them. In word of faith theology, they go way overboard into extremism and they say that every single thing that we say has power, and that flat out is not true. What humans say has no power whatsoever, because it isn't the word of the Lord. But when we do speak the word of the Lord, then it has power because it's God's word, not our own. In this verse it says that sometimes the Lord will punish wicked people by causing their own curse to go against them. But that isn't something that you and I can control. That's according to the Lord's choice. Because sometimes he has mercy on the wicked and we don't know when he's going to have mercy on somebody or when he's going to discipline them. According to Word of Faith theology, you're guaranteed that everything you say will come to pass. And that is not a teaching anywhere in the Bible. 
9. And all men fear and declare the work of God, and his deed they have considered wisely. When God brings justice, then it causes the others who've seen it to know that God is powerful and to want to obey him. 10. The righteous doth rejoice in Jehovah, and hath trusted in him, and boast themselves do all the upright of heart. So again, when God brings justice, the wicked people will often repent because they don't want to get punished themselves, and the righteous people will rejoice because the Lord is so good. And that concludes Psalm chapter 64. Psalm chapter 65 verse 1. To the overseer, that is the director of music, a psalm of David, King David wrote this, a song, to thee silence, praise, O God is in Zion, and to thee a vow completed. When we make a promise to the Lord, we must complete it. It talks about silence before the Lord because part of prayer is listening to his answer. 2. Hearer of prayer, to thee all flesh cometh. It says all flesh, which means all people come to the Lord and pray to him. And that's true. When we're in really bad trouble, even if we're a humanist or a evolutionist or an atheist or from a different religion, when we're really desperate, we scream the name of Jesus. Everybody comes to God at some point, even if they're not a believer. 3. Matters of iniquities are mightier than I. Our transgressions, thou dost cover them. David says that he is overwhelmed by his own sin, but the Lord can make atonement for it. 4. O the happiness of him whom thou choosest and drawest near, he inhabiteth thy courts. We are satisfied with the goodness of thy house, thy holy temple. To those whom the Lord has drawn near, those people are very happy and very satisfied in the Lord. That's just because the Lord is so satisfying. He doesn't leave you empty. He leaves you full. And it talks about being satisfied in his holy temple. His temple is in heaven right now. And when we get there, we will be eternally and completely satisfied forever. It says, happy are those whom he draws close. But there is a verse in the Bible that says, it isn't God's will that anyone go to hell, which means that he has called everyone to him. Now, some people have refused to be drawn close, but everybody has been called at some point. I believe everyone's been called at many points in their life, but a lot of people just keep resisting him. 5. By fearful things in righteousness thou answerest us, O God of our salvation, the confidence of all, far off ends of earth and sea. He says that the Lord will answer the prayers of everybody. Anybody who calls on the Lord's name, he will answer. And I don't just mean asking for selfish things, but really calling on to him for salvation. That's what it's talking about. He will always answer the call for salvation. 6. Establishing mountains by his power, he hath been girded with might. To be girded is to go to battle. The Lord is girded for battle, and he has established the mountains. 7. Restraining the noise of seas, the noise of their billows, and the multitude of the peoples. The Lord can cause the whole nation to be silent, and he can cause a sea to be silent. And Jesus showed this when he commanded the sea to be calm and still, and it was. 8. And the inhabitants of the uttermost parts from thy signs are afraid, 
the outgoings of morning and evening thou causest to sing. David says that even people who live really, really far away see the signs of God in the heavens, and they fear the Lord. And the Lord causes the stars to sing to him. 9. Thou hast inspected the earth, and waterest it, thou makest it very rich. The rivulet of God is full of water, thou preparest their corn, when thus thou dost prepare it. The Lord causes the rain to come, he causes the corn to grow. It also talks about the rivulet of God which is full of water. In heaven there is a rivulet full of water and everlasting life. It's called the river of life, and it goes all throughout heaven. And we will be drinking that water in heaven. 10. Its ridges have been filled, deepened, hath been its furrow, with showers thou dost soften it, its springing up thou blessest. This river has springs. So it's not just from the rain, it's also from springs that this river comes from. And this is a full river. It's not a river that has a drought. It stays at its highest level. And that is what the river of life in heaven looks like. It's at its highest level. And it comes from a spring that comes from the throne of God. That's where the river originates in heaven. 11. Thou hast crowned the earth of thy goodness, and thy paths drop fatness. He says that the earth is filled with the goodness of God. There's bounty in the earth. All the plants, all the crops, the fields, and there is fatness. The animals eat grass, and they become fat. 12. Drop do the pastures of a wilderness, and joy of the heights thou girdest on. In the previous verse, he talked about dripping with abundance and fat on the earth that the Lord has put here, and now he's talking about dripping of abundance in the pastures and the wilderness. You know how fat a bear is? And that shows you that the forest is loaded with food, or a bear could never get as big as it does. And look how fat cows get just from eating grass. There is great abundance that the Lord has provided for us. 13. Clothed have lambs the flock, and valleys are covered with corn. They shout, yea, they sing. Even the valleys praise the Lord. The valleys are full of corn, which is a rich, fattening vegetable, and the lambs are covered in wool and richness. That's all the glory of the Lord. That's his doing and his works. We can always praise him for how glorious and abundant he is toward us. And that concludes Psalm chapter 65.